Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. Tom Rose, Gary Bauer, the Bauer and Rose podcast brought to you exclusively by our good friends at JustTheNews.com. I didn't want to get into it, but then again, uh, I've never had any self-control. January 6th hearing, the last one yesterday, Gary, uh, the media, I, I don't, I mean, you know a lot more about this than I do, but the media, even the Democrat media is saying people don't really care, but I'm wondering whether Democrats care that nobody cares. Why should they, right? Look, let's say that uh, Trump is indicted, which I think is a, a huge possibility. They can get that trial in front of a D.C. rubber stamp jury where Hillary Clinton won a Soviet-style 97% of the vote. To them, they win no matter what happens, right? If they criminally indict and there's no national uprising, then mission accomplished. If they criminally indict or convict and there is an uprising of righteously indignant citizens, then they're going to say, see, this is why we need a national security state to crack down on all the uh, lunatics that are rejecting our rule. But let's take this a step further. Let's say that the miracle of miracles happened. Trump is acquitted or the case falls apart, then they're going to be the ones to take to the streets, to burn down, to loot all, and of course, mostly peaceful demonstrations. Um, it'll be them, the accusers with full media support that will then say, all our institutions are illegitimate, our election laws, our court, it's homophobic, xenophobic, racist, white supremacist, anti-trans. And if all of that fails, let's say all of that fails, Gary, then they got one final card up their sleeve, and that's to do in 2024 exactly what they did in 2021, right? Change all the election rules in the swing states. And they aren't waiting to do that, by the way. Biden already signed that executive order that demands that every federal agency uh, develop a plan to register Democrat voters, hire NGOs, all that kind of stuff, um, so that they you know, will rig the next election. And if you were them, why wouldn't you do that? If you really believe that Trump is the greatest threat to human civilization, why wouldn't you do everything to cheat, to cling to power? And if you saw that Mitch McConnell and John Thune and other so-called Republican leaders that work harder to please them than they do to please us, why wouldn't you do that? Well, I first of all, Tom, want to point out to our vast listening audience that the man that you just heard speak the last few minutes is the guy that usually accuses me of believing that every glass is only <laughs> half full. Um, that's a pretty bleak analysis, Tom, but I can't say that I disagree with any of it. I guess I would put a little different angle on this. Um, 
all these things that are happening, the, the January 6th, the elevation of the riot on January 6th to a historic event that signals that America's constitutional republic is in danger. That's just insane. I, I mean, it is totally insane to think that something happened on January 6th that actually could have jeopardized our constitutional republic. But the combination of that narrative, along with all the other things we're seeing, the labeling of parents to go to school board meetings as the equivalent of domestic terrorists, the arrest in recent weeks of pro-life activists, not one, not two, but over a dozen now, whose crime was they went to an abortion clinic last year and demonstrated outside the clinic. And weren't even cited by local authorities. No, we're, we're, not, uh, we're not cited by uh, local authorities. Um, those things, uh, Tom, we just had a, we just, a bill's going to be introduced in the state legislature in Virginia. And the bill says that if you are a parent and your child tells you that they are a girl trapped in a boy's body or a boy trapped in a girl's body, and you don't affirm them, you don't tell them, oh, thank you for telling me, we will do everything we can to correct this situation. Whatever you need, surgery, drugs, we will do it. If you don't do that, you are committing a crime and your children can be taken away from you. That is going to be introduced in the Virginia legislature. Now, it's unlikely to pass, but I bet the vote will be close. And even if it passed, it would be vetoed by the governor. But, Tom, I, I think the larger question here and why all these things fit together is that, and they've been doing this for a long time, the left is trying to criminalize conservatism. They're trying to criminalize conservatives. They want to make it impossible for conservatives to debate or to assemble or to argue or to demonstrate or to form organizations. They want to make all of that evidence of a conspiracy that must be crushed. And we've got a Republican Party that most of us make our home in because there's only two real options here. Sorry, libertarians, but all you guys do when you run is throw close races to a party that will ultimately destroy you if they ever get absolute power. So we make our home in the Republican Party. And I think the Republican Party, Tom, is still desperately hoping they can get back to the 1950s. They can get back to the Republican Party of Dwight David Eisenhower, or they will even sometimes say they want to get back to the party of Ronald Reagan. And then they describe a Ronald Reagan that wasn't actually Ronald Reagan. We need to get back to Ronald Reagan, a guy that everybody loved and never raised his voice and never you know, was mean spirited. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> you go read a real Reagan biography and you'll find out how tough of a fighter he was and how much the left hated him then because of the things that he did. So we have a we have a Republican Party that that thinks that when this attack on our freedom and on the freedom of their voters, 
the rights, the constitutional rights of their voters are under attack, that the best thing for the party to do is change the subject to marginal tax rates or the growth of federal bureaucracy or revenue sharing. That's insane. We're, we're playing. It's, I, I don't want to insult softball. Softball can be a dangerous game if it's fast pitch softball. We're not even playing softball. The other side's playing some, you know, medieval version of uh, rugby or whatever. Every fight is a fight to the death. We won't even defend our own activists. There are people rotting in jail in Washington, D.C., who didn't do anything but walk into the Capitol. And in many cases, the videotape is there for anybody to see. They were allowed to walk into the Capitol by the police at a particular door. There are some of those people still in prison in Washington, D.C., their day in court not yet having taken place. If that was a group of leftists in prison, even if they had been burning small businesses down, the entire Democrat Party would be demanding that they be treated fairly. We won't raise our voice even to protect our own people. I mean, the, the Democrat media establishment, I think that's aided and assisted by what you've just I, I think correctly identified as the Republican establishment's silence has declared that any kind of question about the integrity of our system, the elections, either at the past election or future election, is ipso facto evidence of insurrection or treason, right? Only Democrats get to dispute elections. Only Democrats get to... Uh, 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 hurl epithets against anyone who disagrees with them. Anyone who dares to ask has got to be tried, imprisoned. You're talking about the pro-life advocates. This is designed, I think, and I think you'll agree, toward one objective. And that is, in the best case scenario, to throw Donald Trump in jail and as the necessary fallback to ensure he's ever protected from running for president again. I think that's what this is all about. His opponents will... Uh, want and will settle for nothing less than, and that's not hyperbole, they said it yesterday at the January 6th hearing. This hearing, I don't think, is simply about criminalizing uh, or, or decriminalizing Donald Trump. It's about covering up their own crimes, covering up their own misdemeanors, covering up their own role in the riots of 2020, their own role in manipulating and rigging all the election changes in 2020. There's no evidence or even mention of evidence which is permitted by the committee, nothing whatsoever other than to uh, present this, this conclusive evidence that widespread fraud on election day didn't exist. But yet everybody knows that the elections of 2020 uh, didn't come down to what actually happened on Election Day. It was rigged long before November, what was it, 3rd or 4th. Those who rigged it can claim it wasn't stolen on technicality because they changed all the technicalities, right? They changed yep. all the rules before the election to make cheating easier, to make verification harder. Right before tip-off, the refs announced a massive new series of rules changes to help the home team. Yeah, you know, Tom, so would they like to put Donald Trump in jail? Um, I, I think they would, but, but that I, I don't think they believe their problem is Donald Trump. I, I think they would like to put him in jail because they really As want to symbol, put you right, and me in jail. Exactly. There you go. 
And, and even if they don't succeed in putting him in jail, um, they want any other possible uh, presidential candidate who would speak for middle America, for working class America, uh, for normal American values, American concepts of liberty, that liberty comes from God, not from God, that anybody who would be tempted to speak for those things will look at what's being done to Donald Trump and say, no, no, I, I, I don't want to risk that. I, uh, I'm not insane. And so, you know, if you have a, a Republican consulting class right now, that it's entire, I mean, the, the, the main thing that everybody thinks about the Republican consulting class is they've been wrong for 30 years and they're wrong because they're always saying caution. After this, there, nobody should hire a Republican consultant because they're going to basically tell you to go over and suck on your tie in the corner and hope by some miracle you get elected. And I think we could really see it, Tom, by the way, not to go off on another tangent, but when you see how after a Roe versus Wade was overturned and then the Democrats made it clear they were going to try to make the election about abortion, when you saw how many Republicans running for office taking the advice of the Republican consulting class thought the best thing to do was run for cover and say, oh, well, I'm not going to take a position on that anymore. It's a state issue now. It has nothing to do with me. I mean, seriously, demoralizing again to their own voters, evidence again of being cowards. You're on the side of saving babies. Your opponent wants to be able to abort babies all nine months of the pregnancy. And Republican candidates think they've got to run for cover. Give me a break. So, yes, we, you know, it gets back to something that people have joked about for years. We are a two-party nation, the evil party and the stupid party. I'll leave it to our listeners to figure out which is which. You know, those, those who scream the loudest about protecting democracy and saving democracy are the very ones that are working hardest 24-7 to prevent you, not just Bauer, but you, our listeners, from having a voice. And don't kid yourself, okay? Do not kid yourself. When the next Republican candidate emerges as a frontrunner, whether that's in 24 or 28, depending on Donald Trump's intentions, the FBI is going to be raiding their homes. The FBI and the DOJ are going to be hitting them with subpoenas. They're going to be wiretapping their phones. They're going to be canceling them from social media and the establishment media, the corporate media, big media will call whoever it is that succeeds Donald Trump, whether it's now or five years from now, the next Adolf Hitler. Tom, uh, look, it is not an exaggeration to try to uh, think about this and, and come to the conclusion that on the road that we're on right now with the left criminalizing conservatism and normal Americanism, uh, that someday in a future trial that somebody is being dragged through the mud over, the evidence that will be introduced in the trial to help for the conviction will be evidence that showed that they listened to the Bauer and Rose podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm only halfway halfway joking. Uh, look, this is uh, this is serious stuff. We can joke around a little bit about it, but this is serious stuff. Um, it's not it's not the 50s. It might be the 1850s. <laughs> Uh, it's not the 1950s, that's for sure. We have 
irreconcilable differences in the country, um, somebody's going to win. The, the differences we have, well, Fox News has got this thing, Tom, they're doing now where I think they do it one day a week. Brett Baer brings in uh, a Republican member of Congress and a Democrat. Yeah, what of is Congress that? I saw that the other night. I'm like, what? Yeah. Am I watching CNN? What? What is yeah. this? Yeah, to highlight uh, how the two sides can work together. Well, Brett, who I I think is a good guy, right? Bring a Republican and Democrat in to see how they can work together on the sanctity of life. Bring them in to see how they can work together on whether. Uh, Little boys and girls should be have their bodies mutilated in the name of a, a radical gender uh, ideology. Bring, bring them together to, to talk about the question of whether our liberty comes from God or, or our liberty uh, our liberty comes from them from government. Bring them together in the in the studio to talk about any of the most fundamental questions facing the country. You will not be able to find a Republican and Democrat that will be able to agree on those things. On the fundamental stuff. That's why they talk, you know, they major in the minors. I saw something recently um, that positions are bridgeable on, no pun intended, highway funding or something <laughs> something of that sort. Meanwhile, well, that keep the country together. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, we're not going to be kept together if we don't take a break. You're listening to the Bower and Rose podcast on justthenews.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, and all the other places where you get your podcasts. But we are brought to you by justthenews.com, and we're right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back, everybody. Tom Rose, Gary Bauer with you. I'm going to say something that is so politically incorrect. I'll say it and shut up and let you respond. John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Now, here's my thought. God forbid um, it happens to you or me, but of course it could. Tonight, God forbid, I could have a stroke, you could have a stroke. But in terms of the Fetterman campaign, my thinking is that this stroke, not for John Fetterman, but for the John Fetterman campaign is the best thing that could have happened. Because now, they're not talking about his positions. They're not talking about the fact that he's the most radical Senate candidate in God knows how long, that he's pro-criminal, anti-cop, that he's pro-outsourcing and uh, anti-domestic manufacturing. He's I mean, his positions are so radically left-wing, so out of sync, that this stroke, again, not for him, but for the campaign, is the best thing that happened, because now you can't comment on anything other than his health issues without being accused of all these horrendous crimes. It it is uh, actually a little bit scary, uh, Tom, how much we both think the same way. I I actually I've I've been hanging out with you too long, Bauer. Well, that's probably the case in both in both directions. I, I I've actually 
have come to the view that talking all the time about uh, whether he's suffering disqualifying symptoms from the stroke um, is actually the wrong campaign theme completely. I agree totally. Um, look, look uh, I, I will even go so far as say that whatever problems he's having to recover from the stroke, and he appears to be having some, actually does not limit him from doing his job. Now, it would limit him from doing his job if the United States Senate was still the greatest deliberative <laughs> body in the world. I mean, if we were having Lincoln-Douglas debates, you know, the future Senator Fetterman, if he ends up winning, would not be able to do that. But that's not his job. He's not running to do that. His job description is to very pull simple. Pull the lever for Chuck Schumer. Yeah, beat, beat Dr. Oz, come to Washington, D.C., and vote the way Chuck Schumer tells you to vote. You, in fact, won't even have to show up. You can vote by proxy in the United States Congress now. I mean, you know, Fetterman can have another job while he's being senator or whatever he ends up doing. So I understand why we want to talk about this, but I completely agree with you, Tom. It's the wrong strategy. I think Dr. Oz should say, look, I've made the case. Uh, I, I don't, I think, I think if, if Mr. Fetterman was putting the interest of Pennsylvania ahead of himself, he would step down from this race. He's clearly not going to do it. So let me talk to you about what really matters. Exactly. It's not about his health. It's about your future, Pennsylvania. Have you talked to him? I, I haven't. Uh, uh, I, but- you know what? I'm going to send him a note today. Not that he'll pay any attention, but uh, I've met him several times. Very nice guy. Extremely, very talented, very credible. Um, new to politics, obviously. I don't know who's advising the campaign, but I think the longer this goes on and as a referendum on his physical ability helps him and hurts us. Well, you know, and it, and it, he's a you, radical. He's a total radical, this guy. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. I, I mean, you know, you, you can, we can keep harping on this, but when you do that, you also run the risk that, and this is what the Democrats are trying to do and the media is trying to do, they're trying to, to make the fact that it's being brought up as evidence about how hard-hearted conservatives are and that Dr. Haas, you know, is an, a man without any compassion. And, of course, everybody in Pennsylvania that's ever had a heart attack or a stroke or is feeling the effects of old age or whatever it might be, you know, could easily go, well, you know, I might not agree with Fetterman on anything, on everything, but I don't think it's fair the way they're jumping on him like this. I mean, the guy's pretty courageous to try to run for Senate in spite of, you know, some of the limitations he has. So again, I, you know, I, I think other groups, outside groups can demand to see his medical records. They can run ads on that if they want. But I think Dr. Oz needs to spend 23 hours a day zeroing in on Pennsylvania is on the verge of perhaps electing the most radical United States senator that has ever served in the United States Senate, whose values are only supported in maybe a few precincts around universities in some of the cities of Pennsylvania. But if they fully understood it, the values of Fetterman would not be supported, in my view, in any county or any voting block in the state, including among black Americans living in Pennsylvania. 
would not actually buy in to Fetterman's neo-Marxism, which is the core of his political philosophy. Let me ask you this, this, this whole shtick of his, dressing like a bum, you know, the fake tattoos. Uh, he dresses like a slob. He's, what, 55 years old or something like that? Dresses like he's 15, acts like he's every man. Does that work? I mean, I just... I, you know, I'm not wearing a coat or tie now either, but he dresses like a bum, purposefully. That's his shtick. Does that yeah. appeal? Well, it, it's he's saying, whether people realize it or not, that this is what he thinks the average working class voter is like in Pennsylvania. I mean, I think in its own way, he's indicting the people who, if they don't see through it, will end up voting for a guy who I suspect despises of working class and middle class values. Of course. we got to take a break. Bauer and Rose on JustTheNews.com. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back. Tom Rose, Gary Bauer, the Bauer and Rose podcast, justthenews.com. Uh, I'm going to throw another a monkey wrench at you, and that is Saudi Arabia's decision to cut Oil production by two million dollar, two billion barrel, two million. Pardon me. And now I'm now I'm really starting to sound like Joe Biden. Two million barrels a day. The OPEC Plus decision uh, reached in Vienna last week. The media, uh, and I mean everybody in the media, uh, right and left, conservative and liberal, Fox News particularly, uh, seems to have taken this decision and implied that somehow the Saudis are in league with the Russians, uh, that Saudi Arabia has switched sides and is now on the Russian side, I think they are missing this entirely. The Saudis are pissed off at Joe Biden, not because of Russia, but because of Iran. Iran is about to become a nuclear power right across from the, from the uh, Persian Gulf from Saudi, their expressed aim is not only to destroy the state of Israel, but to destroy the Saudi kingdom. We're bending over backwards to appease Iran. We're trashing Saudi Arabia. And the Saudis are saying, Joe Biden, go pound sand. We're not going to be a party to our own suicide. And from an economic perspective, those who accuse Saudi Arabia, and they're right in the sense that Saudis want higher oil prices, they don't want the higher oil prices to benefit Putin. They need the money to invest in what is coming down the pike, which is a defense against a nuclear Iran. It, Tom, that, that's uh, exactly what's going on. And, and what is the first thing that uh, the administration and prominent Democrats on Capitol Hill have suggested as the remedy 
for the outrage that Saudi Arabia wanted to get a higher price for their oil, the remedy that everybody's talking about is to cut off military aid to them. That'll teach them, everybody's saying. What what are you talking about? Why do we give the Saudis military aid? We give them military aid because we want them and Israel and other nations in the Middle East to stop the growth of the mullahs of Iran and to take over the Middle East and its oil by that radical Islamic state. So once again, Biden's foreign policy cuts off our nose despite our face. Giving the Saudis less military aid is the least, is the most terrible thing we could do at a time when the Iranians are on the verge of a nuclear weapon. Tom, there's something else that jumped out at me in all of this. It's a Latin phrase, quid pro quo. Remember quid that? pro Joe. Yes, there you go. It should be quid pro Joe. Uh, as I'm sure our uh, listeners remember, uh, Donald Trump, uh, there was an effort to impeach Donald Trump because he had been in a call to the Ukrainian president, said to the Ukrainian president, hey, look, I need your help. I need you to help me get to the bottom of the corruption between the, the, the Biden family and, and, and interest in Ukraine. And then a little later in the call, he goes, yeah, now the military aid that's coming, you know, there's going to be a little bit of this, a little bit of that or whatever. The Democrats went, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. An American president withholding you know, military aid in exchange for a political quid pro quo. Which he did not do, by the way. No, he did not do that. Biden is doing it. And it's all completely in the open, and no one's denying that with, is what he did. And there's not a peep out of anyone about how inappropriate, how, quite frankly, in my view, evil that is to say to the Saudis, the Saudis, you either help my party win these off-year elections, these congressional elections, or I'm going to cut off the military aid that we give you that prevents Iran from taking you over. That they this buy. This is insanity. The that they buy. These aren't gifts. This right. is a hundred billion dollars in income to uh, our economy that the Saudis, the Saudis are terrified of a nuclear Iran. Look at the damage. Look at the danger. Look at the mayhem that Iran is perpetrating today without nuclear weapons. Imagine, just imagine the terror of a nuclear Iran. We're dealing, you know, now with the whole question of Russia and Ukraine and nuclear blackmail and yes and no. Imagine what happens if that's in Iran's hands. Putin, say what you will, and the guy's a monster, he's a killer, he's all these terrible things. Putin's not a madman. These guys in Iran are. Well, the, the mullahs of Iran have something that Putin does not have. They believe they are pleasing their God if they do the things that the rest of the world sees as terrorism. They believe literally, ladies and gentlemen, that they are paving the way for the return of the Islamic Messiah uh, who will appear on the earth. And I, I know this is going to sound like we've both gone insane, Tom. They, they believe he's going to come out of a well in some city in Iran. They've literally have built a major highway from that well to Tehran because they believe when he comes out of that well, the, the throngs will want to see him, right? And, and by the way, the way we will know he's actually the Islamic uh, Shia Messiah, 
that is going to save the world. The when he comes out of yeah. the well, he will promptly begin killing Christians and Jews. Well, hopefully, I mean, he's been down in that well for 900 years, so hopefully they've got towels, I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine he's going to be wet. Well, that, I think, wraps it up for us uh, on this edition of the Bauer and Rose podcast, unless we've got any parting shots from Bauer. By the way, can I just say one thing? Last night, last night was one of the worst football games I have ever seen in my life. The Washington Condoms and the Chicago Bears. Last Thursday night was the worst game ever. That was the Colts. One of the great questions for any NFL expert is how in the world a team like the Indianapolis Colts have actually won two games. They have got to be the worst team in the history of the NFL to have won two games. But last night... Your condoms, that was almost as bad. You, you know, Tom, this shows how much I care. And I've, I, was, I was a great You were a big fan. Redskins fan. I thought you still are. Yeah, well, I, I completely forgot there was a game last night, and I'm taking it from your commentary that they lost. Uh, I, got, uh, I was texting with uh, um, another Bauer last uh-huh. night, and... One of his texts, I don't mean to incriminate the poor uh, young man, young father. One of his texts was he'd rather watch uh, a nude wrestling match with two fat men rather than having to watch another game like that. You won, but it was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. And that says something because a week ago, my Indianapolis Colts played what arguably was the worst game ever played until that point. No, they won 12 to 7 over the Bears, but it was just. It was 12 to 7? Wait a minute. This was the Washington Nationals versus the Chicago Cubs? No, this is the, the, the Nash. That's the wrong sport. This. I know. Well, the score is the wrong score. Right. Well, last week it was 12 to 9 or something. Anyway, uh, I thought you would have watched. It was, it was truly you, horrific. Th- this is, this is, I'm serious, Tom. This is really funny because, uh, Charlie, who's, uh, Zach's and Megan's uh, uh, one-year-old son. It's his birthday this week. And uh, Zach texted me last night and he said, let's hope Charlie's birthday will be good luck uh, for uh, Washington. And I thought to myself, well, the game's on Wednesday. What's Charlie's birthday on Friday have to do with Washington? And I said, they're, they're going to need more than Charlie's birthday. <laughs> but I never went to the station with the game on. I'm just finding out now. If I hadn't done this podcast, you'd I be better off on Sunday. I was going to say, you'd be better <laughs> off if you hadn't done this podcast. Have a great weekend, Gary. We'll talk next week. This has been the Bauer and Rose podcast brought to you by JustTheNews.com. Have a great weekend.